Welcome to Lucia Gabriela TV, the place to be where we come to learn all we can in how to master our life, our relationship, and our sexuality. Today we have an incredible speaker. His name is Greg Trost. I hope I'm pronouncing it right. Yep. <laughs> awesome. But before we dive deep into this amazing topic of how to make online dating fun, let's learn a little bit about Greg today. So Greg, he helped professional men in their 20s and 30s to rock online dating. He finds men struggle with writing messages that get women to respond, that's true. Getting those women offline for a date, that's true too. And how time consuming all that is, and that's true too. Ultimately, what they really want is a long-term relationship and eventually a wife. As the creator of MakeOnlineDatingFun.com, he helped them feel confident in their dating, get more date, and have more fun. Unlike most dating coaches who focus primarily on offline dating or being a pickup artist, Greg is one of the only coaches in the country focusing exclusively on helping people find a long-term life partner through online dating. So we are so excited to uh, have uh, Greg in our show today. Thank you for joining us and saying yes to us. You're welcome. Saying yes does awesome things. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> I am so, so really excited about this topic today because oh, I was just mentioning the last time I did it online was like back in 2012, something like that. Before that, it was when Yahoo was in the market, <laughs> you know, like yeah, online on Yahoo. And it was like 2002, <laughs> and I was in my 20s. So, oh my gosh, the wall of online dating has exploded and it's different. And it's like you have all these different platforms and and in harmony and match dating and swipes and this one and that one. It's like, whoa where do we start and and i like you were sharing like men having a trouble of of really expressing themselves as authentic self and actually being uh seen as people who they really care um it, it's it's just it is. It just needed. Like people like you are needed in in our world to help these amazing men find an amazing, incredible partner, um, future wife. So I'm so so excited about this topic. But before we get we dive deeper into any secret you have for us today, we would like to learn what brought you to be an expert in this field. Yeah. So I've actually been dating online. Uh, almost as long. I started using online dating in 2005. And since then, I've had a ton of really great relationships. And, you know, also gone on some of those not so fun dates. But one of the things that I noticed is it's something that I've used for a long time. It just kind of made sense to me. It worked better for me. And a couple of years back, a friend of mine, as friends do, was complaining about how dating was going. And so he's talking, you know, I go to this bar and nothing, you know, I can't find anyone. And I, I go to this club and, and all these different things. And at the end of this sort of almost rant, he just kind of winds down and I say, you know, you didn't mention online dating. Like how that, how's that been going? And he looks at me and he gets angry and I'm like, uh Oh, what did I do? And he goes, Greg, online dating doesn't work for me. 
online dating doesn't work for any of our friends. In fact, you're the only person that online dating works for. And I'm like, whoa, okay, okay, uh, change the subject. Like, let's go get some food. Like, <laughs> but it was interesting to me that, you know, he was getting furious about online dating. And I was sort of like, this seems incongruous. Like, why is this such a big button for you? Mm-hmm. And so I went and started talking to other people and doing research and finding out like, hey, does online dating you know, work for you? Because for me, it works pretty well. It's not like you know, I get a million dates, but it was enough of a thing that I was like, all right, that's what I do. And also that friend who said, you know, no one, no one gets anywhere with online dating. We had friends that were, I think, in relationships at that point, if not married, from online dating. So it was one of those like, this is this is odd. And as I did more and more research, what I kept finding was that most people actually felt the way he did. Most people were just like, online dating doesn't make any sense. It doesn't work. It's a huge waste of time. And I can't get it to do anything I want. So heck with it. I'm out. And they would delete their profile every couple of months and you know, go back to the bar scene, the club scene. And then eventually they'd be like, all right, I should try online dating again. They try and the cycle would just repeat. And so I said, all right, since this is something that works pretty well for me, maybe I can help these people. So I made an email course where you would get an email every week with a little bit of work to do and like, here's what a good photo is and here's, okay, now let's go look at what photos you have and pick one out and like put that on your profile. And what I found out of doing that was I actually loved, excuse me, even more than creating the course, I loved the coaching. So when I was talking to someone and all of a sudden they would get the, oh, that's why they're not answering me. That moment, that light bulb moment was my favorite part. And mm-hmm. so that's now what I do is I have a 90 day coaching program for men and a 90 day coaching program for women. Cause I do mostly work with men, but I work with women as well. Mm-hmm. And for men, it's literally getting you more dates than you can handle because most of these guys last date they went on was three months ago or six months ago or four years ago. And for the women that I work with, it's generally the same thing or they just can't find the kind of guys that they want. And so then it's all right, let's really make sure you've taken the steps so that you stand out from the other women online and that you're also doing a good job of putting out what you want and what you don't want. Mm-hmm. So you don't just get a million message from, messages from every guy you get messages from the guys you like and the guys you don't are like, mm, nope. Yeah, yeah. I remember it, I, I remember that when I was uh, online dating lately, uh, and I've been curious because I want to go back into online dating even though I have my partner relationship, just to experiment, but it, I think like it would not be fair for the people. But if I tell them in advance, I'm just... <laughs> I just because I just want to see what's going on. You know, you have to be honest, right? Definitely be honest. <laughs> you have to be totally honest. You cannot say like, "Hey, you know, I'm a polyamorous, uh, energetic one, but relationship-wise, physical ones, I just have one." So it's like, but anyway, I remember like um, going on dates. Like I would, like you say, I would go like ten dates, ten dates in a week. Yeah. <laughs> I had to make sure that, and I would go for like an hour. I would not spend two expect to go on a date for like hours and hours and you know i will be i just want to learn more of that person and and it's like how it's you know how is this how did this happen it's like i 
I'm a very different creature in in a level when it comes to I'm very empathic, intuitive, and like I when I did all my profiles online, it was me, like an authentic me, like the deep conversational person, which attracted a lot of men who wanted to have that deep conversation that they never felt they had before. That they really, for some reason, men always felt open with me, like they can talk about things that they never talked to therapists. Yeah. That's why I have my lightly bold too when I was doing all these datings. I'm like, I should be a relationship coach because I'm a health coach, but they're talking to me like things that they don't even talk to their own therapist. I'm like, what's going on here? So yeah. that that was my 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 I would say my my experiment, so to speak, of of like my coaching practice, like my love coaching practice, my relationship coaching practice, because it was it was beautiful, fascinating. But I always find like in our online dating, people have a hard time, especially guys, have a hard time writing who they truly are in their profiles. Like even when I have like um, people, clients, and 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 I even sometimes I just go just to check. It's like the profiles, you know, tell us a lot about you. And I feel like first impressions count. So what is your intake on that? Like what could be your message to men and women who do it online because not everyone is empathic or yes we all empathic but some people are more high you know like we have a higher frequency that we tap into it and we've been practicing for a while like how how we should be writing our profiles to really attract that person that resonate with us so first i'd actually say that and this this comes as a surprise to some people the written portion of the profile it's probably the least important mm-hmm. of what I would think of as the three pieces of a profile, which is the photos, the profile text, and then also the message that the first person sends. Because that's really what forms your first impression. Mm-hmm. To some extent, it's the text and the photos if you're on like a matching site, so a Tinder, a Bumble, things like that. And the thing is that, first off, most people just don't put that much effort into their profile text. But the other thing is that photos convey so much more weight and so much more energy and frankly create so much more attraction you know Mm -hmm. you've probably seen you know your friends as they're looking at dating apps and there's some cute person and they've got great photos and their profile text is blank Mm -hmm. and the friend's like you know they're cute sure versus even if they have amazing stuff in their profile a lot of the time if their photos aren't very good the person's going to be like, eh, I don't know, sounds sort of interesting, but meh. And so really, you want to focus on photos first and foremost. So with photos, there's really a lot of common mistakes. I actually just built something. I'll, I'll tell you about that later, but I just built something to fix a lot of those photo mistakes. Mm-hmm. But there are things like wearing sunglasses in photos, because you know, if you're wearing sunglasses, um, it's like trying to talk to me like this. It's like, how are you doing? It's, mm-hmm really hard to connect with someone if you can't see their eyes. But wearing sunglasses is really common because you're outdoors, it's a great photo, you think, oh, I should take a photo of this. And those photos actually aren't that good because you're wearing sunglasses. I, I, wanna, I wanna point something here, something I, I learned with in psychology. Um, you know, when we become uh, aware of the Stanford prison experiment, I don't know if you're familiar with that one. Yeah. Like, if, if you are not familiar of yours, just go Google it, the Stanford uh, prison um, experiment that happened 
1960, 1960s, you know, uh, in the 1960s. One of the things that shocked me it was that in the experience itself, they have the two roles. They have the prisoners and they have the, um, the guards. And the, the person who was in charge of the experiment uh, asked the guards to actually wear sunglasses because the sunglasses was the way that they would not be connected with the prisoners so they could not feel what they were feeling. They could not relate with them. They could not, they cannot actually, they, it was like a wall. Like that's when some of the things, like when people wear sunglasses and they talk to me, I'm like, I really want to see your face. I want to see your eyes. And and it's proven in science, you know, psychology and all the experiment. It was proven that, you know, sunglasses cut that connection. So you're not going to be able to see that person at a deeper level. You're not going to be empathic. You're not going to feel. So definitely sunglasses, it, it would be a no-no for me. It's like, I want to see your eyes. I want to see your soul. I want to see where you where you use. You know, I want to see all of you. I want to see you. Sunglasses, not a good idea. Yeah. So yeah. that's one of the really common ones. And there's five or six others that just get in the way. And the thing is that most people make these mistakes on their profile. So, you know, if you're browsing on Tinder or Bumble or OkCupid, you'll find a profile and you'll be like, all right, sunglasses photo, group photo, which is bad because now you can't tell who they are. Mm -hmm. And then there's a photo of, you know, them and someone that looks like it's their ex because it's a man and a woman. And you're like, <laughs> not your ex? Why are you showing me your ex? I don't, ah, stop that. I you know. Well, what is that about being with even the mom or with yeah. the friends? Of it's so interesting. There's two reasons for it. One is there's this idea of social proof. Uh -huh. You know, if I show you, look, I'm successful. I have friends. You should like me more, and that's actually true, normally. So in the offline world, if you see that, that actually works. In the online world, it's actually a little bit not relevant because instead the perception is that you're like we said this is your ex and so that's a much bigger turnoff so the social proof aspect just goes away and the other thing is that most of the time if you actually talk to the person whose profile you're looking at they'll say oh no that's that's my best friend that's my cousin that's my sister that's my brother whatever like that's not my ex and the problem is that that's not the perception so I actually tell people not to put any photos up with for straight people, no photos with the opposite gender unless they're your grandparents, or if they're your kids, you can put that. And and, and I have to be very conscious about this one, and I want to point this one out, is I believe that a lot of people use pictures without the consent of others. And I personally, like, if, like, God forbid, I have my brother online dating and he had a picture of me with him, like, hanging it. And of course, you know, like, he would be like, it, it's actually kind of like, as, if I'm looking at somebody and has the picture of whoever, it doesn't even matter, the grandparent, I have a red flag right there for me because it's like, hmm, like, can I feel safe? with you when you actually in a subconscious level are putting in public all your, you know, especially on dating, dating, which is a different, you know, it's a very intimate, like, it's like, can I feel safe with you in the future if I'm in a relationship with you? That's the question I will be asking, like, 
would I be the next one in that picture there? I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't feel safe. And if I don't feel safe, I don't want anything to do with anyone. I actually generally just tell people don't put photos up with other people mm -hmm. with very specific exceptions that aren't really even worth getting into right now because mm -hmm. they're always confusing. You know, if it's, if this is a man's profile looking for, looking at, excuse me, and there's him and his four best friends, for one thing, that photo is not going to serve him because there's a good chance that a viewer is going to be like, hey, the friend on the right, <laughs> that's not the guy. But the other thing is it's so confusing. Like now you can't tell which of the five guys it is. And you also mm -hmm. then waste a lot of space in the photo that could be used up by getting a, you know, a tighter shot of the guy's face or whatever it is that's going on. And obviously, same thing for women applies. And both genders make all these mistakes, by the way. Everybody puts up group photos. Everybody puts up photos that look like they're with an ex. You know, all of this stuff. And so I really just recommend, again, with some exceptions, just photos of yourself, nobody else. Except, you know, if they're way in the background, that's fine. That's not important. But don't have the photos of you and your friend arm in arm or any of that. How about photos of like a sport, you're doing your sport, traveling and things like that. Would that, that's a good, uh, I feel like that. I love when I see pictures of them in different trips and things like that. It, it gives it like a different, like, wow, that person travel a lot. That's kind of cool. So those are good as long as the person is actually visible. So mm -hmm. often what you see with that is like, um, you know, let's say they're playing sports. Let's say baseball, for example. And the person is, you know, at bat, but the photo's from behind them. So all you see is their back, and you, you mm -hmm. can't connect with their back. Now, if you can get a photo yeah. of yourself, say, I don't know, doing yoga, and you do an upward dog, and you get a nice shot so you can see their face, you can see that they're doing, that they're doing yoga, that can be a great shot because you can connect. Yeah. But the classic example of, of making this mistake is you're out hiking, and you take a photo where it's this big, and there's trees and beautiful stuff, and you're this big, and you're just like. <laughs> I have to know. I yeah, think I have not, I'm not sure. Is that them? Yeah. And it's just not, you know, it's better than not having a photo, but much better would be a photo of you with a nice close face and then trees in the background. So you can see, like, oh, you're out in the outdoors. That's nice. Mm -hmm. So, anything else about photos that you would be able to? share or oh, we go to the next i didn't understand the second one that you mentioned uh beside the text the tag so the, yeah, yeah so what i was saying is that that photos are the most important and then the message that gets sent first is next most important mm -hmm. and then profile text is after that and there's a little bit of flexibility on that if you're on more of a tinder or a bumble mm -hmm. but again because so many people don't put anything in their profile it's still a lot less powerful Excuse me. And we all know the people that you've matched with, and then either you send a message or they send a message, and just nothing happens. Mm -hmm. So messages tend to be much more powerful than profile text. But let's talk profile text really quick. Yes. So there's really two things that you want to keep in mind with profile text. One is don't be negative. So many people open their profile, and in fact, anywhere in their profile, say, you know, uh, no cheaters, which like, yeah. but, <laughs> or, or they say, you know, not looking for someone who wants to hook up on the first date or mm -hmm. not looking for someone who wants to get serious too fast or not, you know, no drama. 
And, and I totally understand where those people are coming from. Mm-hmm. The problem is that's roughly like me walking up and saying, hi, I'm Greg. I hate your shirt. Like, what? Mm-hmm. That's a terrible way to initiate a connection. And by the way, I like your shirt. <laughs> because it just immediately makes the conversation negative. Yeah. And even though the person writing the profile doesn't realize that, that's the effect. And so instead of doing, you know, no drama or no hookups or whatever it is that you are a no to, no smokers, no anything, no vegetarians, no vegan carnivores, talk about it in a positive. You don't say, um, you know, no hookups. Say, I'm looking for someone who wants to settle down in a committed relationship pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Or mm-hmm. I'm looking for someone who wants to take our time and really explore if we're a good fit for a long-term relationship. You say it as a positive because then one of two things happens. Either the person says, oh, I see myself in that description. Yeah. Or they say, hmm, not really me, and I'm really not down for that. Mm-hmm. So, okay, bye-bye. But it's still a positive. It's not that, you know, no drama. Oh, really? No drama, huh? You must have a lot of drama. Uh-huh. That's part of the problem of a negative is it'll also get flipped on you. Yeah. So the second part of profiles is really doing that even further. So talking about what are you looking for? Because, you know, everybody puts in a little description of themselves. But putting in what you're looking for in a way that the person can respond to. So it doesn't need to be, you know, I am looking for a five foot X person who is, no, no, no. But, you know, looking for someone to explore and go slow with to see if we're a good fit. And really looking for someone who really likes learning or who really enjoys trying new foods and new restaurants. You know, you put in something so that the person can go, oh yeah, that's me. And then after that, the last thing about profiles is really talking about yourself in a story. So if I tell you on my profile, I'm a trustworthy guy who works hard. Like, okay, I don't trust you at all hearing that. And what does working hard even mean? Like, I don't really believe you. So Mm -hmm. it just took two positive aspects of me and made one of them completely unbelievable and one of them pretty questionable. But if instead I tell you a story, um, let's say I tell you, hey, I wash the mayor's car and then we go out for a beer. I don't drink, so this is not true. But if I tell you that, suddenly it's like, wow, that's, that's interesting. That's a position of some trust. How do you have this connection with the mayor? And, and what does it mean about you that you have this connection? And so I'm not saying the word trustworthy anymore. I'm showing it. It's just like in TV, they talk about show, don't tell. You know, walk in, have a character walk into a room and say, I'm angry while looking into the camera. A character walk into a room and slam the door, throw their bag down, you know, hit something, and then be like, oh, ah, ah, ah. so they never said the word angry, but you know they're angry. Mm-hmm. Same thing on your profile. You tell stories, little one or two sentence stories about yourself. And you really only need one or two of these stories. But if I tell you about, uh, I don't know, what's a good one? Um, I was out kayaking and friends tipped over. So I double timed at home, called the Coast Guard, and we got out there and picked them up and they were okay. That's a little bit of a, a drama story, but it tells you a lot about the kind of person that I am without ever saying I'm trustworthy, I care about my friends, 
uh, I am dependable, I am strong, but you just learned all four of those things. Mm-hmm. And you learn them in a way that's believable as opposed to me saying, I'm trustworthy, I'm loyal to my friends, I'm strong, I'm dependable. Yeah, sure you are, whatever. Do you actually have to tell story? So you have to tell stories to have it really work. So this is one of the reasons that I teach this to my men more than to my women, because the men are much more worried about trying to stand out. Mm-hmm. And with some exceptions, generally, the women are more trying to filter out. They're trying to turn off the guys they don't want and keep interested the guys they do. Now that said, if I tell you that story, actually, let me say this a different way, particularly for the women listening, everybody does the, you know, I am a blank, blank, blank list of adjectives. And those are terrible on your profile because they're impossible to write something about. So if somebody says, I love trying new restaurants, that person is going to get a ton of messages about really what's the newest restaurant you tried. And maybe, uh, you know, oh, I like restaurant X. And they're going to get tired of it most of the time. And it's a little bit their own fault because they're asking the wrong question. So if you're really struggling with, you know, I get deluged with messages and I want to really get better messages, you need to put better things in your profile. So instead of saying, I like restaurants, say something that is going to, again, turn off the people you don't want and turn on the people you do. I love trying new vegan restaurants. Uh, Mama Papaya is my favorite new restaurant here. What's your favorite thing to order there? And the reason that's better is first, now the person who's writing you has something to respond to that isn't, I like food. (laughs) It's, oh, you like vegetarian restaurants. Okay, how about this place? Or they can respond to the restaurant. Oh, I went there, it was terrible, but this place next to it's really good. Or they can respond to the question you asked. All of those things mean you'll get better messages as opposed to just, I like food too. So in the profile, since I remember, you have um, yeah, your picture, you have the message, like it would be like your subject, right? Like you're putting like 140 characters message for people to the impact, like Facebook has, right? Like we have a little message there. And yeah. then you have about you. Right, and about you, you share more about yourself. So when you talk about in the about you section, you're talking more of like share that about you more in a story tale because we love stories. So we know even in marketing, it's like selling yourself. You tell people who you are through a story. So that's pretty much what you're referring to. And and at the same time, I'm hearing, I think I'm hearing that in that about you, also you inviting people. Um, to answer questions for example like the whole thing about restaurants and so you from what i think i'm hearing is that whole about you is not just like one platform like one-sided but is more of a it's like i'm telling you the story but also i'm inviting you to to have a conversation with me that's yes. what i'm hearing yeah and and i want to be clear this is for people who are in the i'm trying to filter so i think of people in online dating as having sort of two phases. First phase is I can't get enough dates. And Mm -hmm. so they're just trying to get more dates because it's usually zero, frankly. And then the second phase is I can't get the right dates. So I can go on as many dates as I want, but I can't find the right dates. So I just keep going on lots and lots of first and second dates. And I've been in both phases, so I totally understand both of them. When you're in phase one, you worry more about 
the story and how do you prove that you are a trustworthy person, that you're a person that is attractive, a person that is worthwhile. In phase two, you're having the sort of opposite. You're trying to say, I want better matches, I want better messages, so I want to turn off some people, and I also want to tell people ways of writing me messages that will actually be useful. So one of the things that a lot of people say, particularly women when they're online dating say, is I just wish I knew more about this person. Mm. Well, whatever the more you want to know is, you know, I want to know if he's actually single. I want to know if he's actually interested in a long-term relationship. I want to know if he's actually interested in horseback riding because that's what I'm really into, whatever it is. Ask that in your profile. Now, you don't want to say literally, tell me that you're actually single, <laughs> but something that creates a conversation that is useful to you. So that's why I say, for example, I have one client who it's really important to date another vegan because they're vegan. And so it's like, okay, this is, this is one of the highest important things. So one of the things they can do is put in their profile, tell me your favorite vegan dish or tell me about how you went vegan first or tell me stories about your favorite kind of food. Because then if the person says, my favorite kind of food is baby back ribs, they're like, yeah, unmatched. <laughs> Not going to work. Say, exactly. And, and the thing is that honestly, that's a better experience for both people because the person writing to you has something to say. The reason that so many messages, first messages are, hey, hi, yo, how's hey, it going? Hate those, hate those. There's nothing for them to respond to. Mm -hmm. It'd be like if I put up a, a job listing and said, apply to Greg and you know, here's my phone number. But I didn't say anything about what the job is. I didn't say anything about what I'm looking for in qualifications. And I didn't say anything about what the duties of the job would be. You'd be like, hi, I'm interested in the job. Mm -hmm. Can you tell me what it is? There's nothing to respond to. So without that kind of thing, you get a lot of those messages that are just bland and boring. But if you put up that kind of thing, then the people writing you can say, I really love travel. I went to Hawaii last week or whatever it is that you care about. Okay, so just to clarify if I'm not confused, <laughs> for people who, the ones that are filtering, mm -hmm. the story and inviting conversation work better. Yeah, the stories right? both people want to use, but the both. asking a question is really for people who want to filter. To filter. And for yeah. those who want to get more people, more dates. So asking a question is somewhat helpful, but particularly like Tinder, you have a limited number of characters, mm -hmm. so I don't recommend they do that they want to really focus on stories. So they want to have two or maybe even three stories about maybe showing, you know, um, something around how you're art outdoorsy and then another one about how you cook or how you are interested in working with kids in your job. And then maybe a third about something with fitness or something with, you know, intellectual pursuits, whatever it is, you want to show a couple different facets of yourself. Mm -hmm. Okay. Got it. So now let's talk about the, the email, the first email that they sent, because this is something that I was, I really wanted to, I was, oh, I'm always nice. But when I was dating, I was always like nice to the men that they were talking to me, like sending that first, hi, hi, babe. That's not work because I am not your babe. <laughs> That's my first thing. Don't fucking call mm -hmm. me babe. Um, even when it comes to like, my community, hi goddess, I'm like, ah, I'm not your fucking goddess yet. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and 
Uh, so do not call me then. You know, uh, my favorite thing is love. So you can call me. Hi, love. How you doing? Because that's my my word that I always put in my profiles and things like that. And but it's like how I and I find like uh, men have this struggle. That's why like you you were talking about the first thing I was resonating with you because they just don't know what to write. I mean. I have amazing profiles when I was dating. Like my my writing is incredibly very uh, deep and deductive, and people like I have people from all over. Like, oh my God, I love your profile. You're such uh, inspirational. Blah 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 blah. Those were amazing men that I would go on a date with because they responded. They they actually read my whole freaking profile. They read it. They yep. resonated, and they also. They share that thing like right on the first thing that they're sharing things with me right on the get go, and it was like, Well, my gosh, <laughs> I'm like, Wow! And and then all these other men that they just lost the opportunity to go on a date with me, which is fun, uh, <laughs> um, because they just couldn't write right, like, even though that they were in the profile, they look like they were um, put together. They look like they were handsome, attractive, and you know the pictures look good, but they just couldn't deliver. Put it this way, with their first message. Yeah. So one of the things that I really like bringing up when people ask about this is if you've used the service Bumble at all. I think that would be after you were sort of off of online dating, right? Okay. Yeah. No. I can go back. <laughs> so Bumble has an interesting aspect where the women on the service for straight couples are the ones who approach the men first. So once you match, the woman has to write a message. Okay. And one of the things that I've found really interesting with Bumble is that most of the messages that I see when I was single and most of the messages that I hear about from my clients, you know what they say? They say, huh. hey, yo, hi, how's your day going? For women. Yeah. The thing about it is that it's really hard to write a first message. And one of the things that is really challenging about online dating is that it can be very dehumanizing for people mm -hmm. because it sort of exacerbates signal. And what I mean by that is if you're a pretty woman like you and you get a lot of messages from guys that are terrible, it creates this perception of, oh my God, guys are terrible. They can't write messages. And on the other end, if you're a guy and you're swiping a lot or you're writing a lot of messages and you're sending out a lot and you get nothing back, yes. either whatever the reason, you know, bad messages, bad photo, whatever, it doesn't matter, but you get nothing back and nothing back and nothing back. Again, it's exacerbating this signal of just, you're terrible, you're alone, you know, you'll never find someone. Mm -hmm. And so that's one of the things that I find is really helpful for me with dating is helping people have some empathy around that. So Bumble's fun because when women are on Bumble, they're like, oh my God, this first message thing is hard. Maybe I should be a little bit more gentle with the guys that send me the just like, hey, yo, hi, which I agree is terrible. And on the other side, the guys are sitting there going, oh man, I can't do anything. Like I'm just waiting for her to message. And that's a different experience for them too. And that's helpful. So. With the first messages, I'd say two things. One, if you're the one sending messages, which again, it's not always guys on Bumble, it's women, but when you're sending messages, you wanna find something that you share in their profile. And 
you want to find something that you can talk about. So uh, I don't know. Hey, I've been to Washington DC too. Like if that's all you got about Washington DC, that's a terrible thing to start with. <laughs> but if you can talk about showing that you have some knowledge or showing some expertise, bringing value to this person, you can say, you know, um, uh, I saw you went scuba diving and I went scuba diving in Tulum, Mexico last year. It was amazing. What's your favorite dive? Mm -hmm. Okay, now I've just shown we share diving. I've done it before, so you have a sense that I'm not just BSing you. And then I ask you an interesting open-ended question. So those are good messages where you do those three things. But if you just start with the like, how's your day? <laughs> yeah. And if you're the one receiving messages and you're just getting all these, yo, hey babe, what's up lady? Hey goddess, just that kind of stuff then you can do something about that by putting what, questions in your profile. Mm -hmm. Because then, one, if the person doesn't respond, you can immediately just swipe left because they didn't read your profile. Yeah. But also, they have something to respond to. One of the things that I've noticed with people writing their profile, they know all this stuff that doesn't go into their profile. So for example, they say, I love diving. And they know that when they say diving, they mean cliff diving, not scuba diving. And they mean <laughs> that they've been doing it for five years off of Catalina Island and out in the Maldives and over on Hawaii. But all they put in their profile is I love diving. Mm. And so the problem is the person who's reading it, trying to write a message is like, what kind of diving? Where do you dive? Why do you like diving? How long have you been? Like they don't know. And so then they can't write a very good message. All they can say is I like diving too. And hopefully they'll put in the stuff that I said, you know, I've been doing it for this many years and like, what's your favorite dive? But most of the time it's kind of like me, instead of if I, you know, if I'm trying to give you a hand to pull you up the stairs, if I give you a finger, it's not going to help much. If I really want to help you connect with me, I have to give you a hand. I need to give you a real question you can respond to and maybe mm -hmm. even more than one so that the person can take their pick. Yeah. yeah. So did come to come to the aspect of communication and, and that's one of the things that we focus here a lot is like conscious communication. Like, you know, not just when you are in a relationship already, how to communicate better with your partner, with the people that you love, your children, but also in the online community, like how authentic in your communication uh, can you be and, and have that skill because it's definitely a skill that needs to be developed. It's not something that everyone has. Not everyone is a communicator. Um, you know, we all start at some point that we just don't know how to communicate things in our life and how to ask the right questions and how to engage people. That's another thing. Like, um, it seems like um, it's, it, it's like it's not about styling yourself, but it's like studying marketing to sell yourself. <laughs> Right? <laughs> a little bit. It's, it's different than marketing in the sense of you're trying to market yourself mm -hmm. rather than you know, a product. Yeah. But it's also different from marketing because really the way I think of it is that everyone has facets. You know, people are like a diamond. They've got all these different facets, these faces of themselves. And some of those facets are things that are going to turn people off. So for men, they're very stereotypically masculine things like hunting or fishing or video games. 
And for women, they're very stereotypically unattractive female things that are things like lots of shopping or things like you know, spending a lot of time prepping. Those aren't bad or good. Football is an amazing thing for people that like football. I don't like it. That doesn't mean anything. Me neither. <laughs> what it's important is that they're things that are unattractive to the opposite sex. Gender, sorry. And you really want to keep in mind, you want to show the things about you, the facets of you that are going to attract the person you want, not everything, because there's a bunch of things that won't. And so it's not about, you know, in marketing, you're thinking about like, how do I position myself and, and really how do I try and sort of only show what's good? Yeah. And with online dating, what you really want to think about is how do I show the things that will get people to respond that I want to respond? So in this case, whether or not you're, you know, filtering or you're just trying to get more dates, you still want to be thinking about what are the things that I'm showing that are going to turn off the kind of person I want? How do I take them out of my profile? And then what are the things that are really going to attract the person that I want? And how do I put more of those into my profile? So once they have signed that communication, let's say it's in an email, because I have had these questions before. Um, you send an e you know, um, a message, a message, uh, an email, a message, and they respond, and then you respond back, but they stop messaging back. Yeah. You know, it seems like, um, what, what is that, like, in your experience? I don't know. I mean, I have not been current online, so I, have, I wouldn't be able to, to try to figure out why, especially women or men, would stop responding to nice messages if, or just cut it. Like, I just feel it's cold-blooded, but for some reason, like, you know, if I'm not interested on in you, I said, I, oh, you know, sorry, I'm not interested in that conversation anymore. You know, I wish you the best. Because it shows me that I am authentic. It shows me that I respect the other person's feeling. I respect the person. I'm treating the other person like I want to be treated. So you're not having me on, you know, hanging on you, you know, like, I'm not a fly. I'm not, I'm, you know. I'm a butterfly. <laughs> exactly. <Yeah>. <laughs> so definitely that's that's a common thing that everyone experiences is just the other person going dark and they don't know why. And it's like, hello, what happened? Yeah. First thing I would say is if you're ever the person who loses interest, if you can unmatch them or send them a message of like, hey, not feeling it, good luck. Because mm -hmm. you're right, it's just polite. And it's what you would want too. Every time I get this question from someone, they have also been the person who's just like, mm, I'm done, and just goes, just completely vanishes. And that's terrible. It sucks. It's a horrible thing. So don't do that. But regarding why is this happening, there's two sort of distinct reasons. One is the other person lost interest in the conversation because there's not enough velocity. And when I say velocity, what I mean is either People are excited about the topic. You know, oh, we're going back and forth talking about this new movie that we're both excited about. Or there's not enough direction towards we're going to go on a date. So for example, if the person, let's, let's say the person is messaging you and saying, hey, you know, here are the things I'm interested in, tell me about you. But you respond with just a like, I like movies. And then they tell you, oh, yeah, I love movies too. I've seen this movie and that movie and this movie. What kind of books are you into? You're like, I like fiction. The person is going to give up because there's not enough velocity to mm -hmm. make them think, okay, cool. 
We're going a direction where a date's gonna happen. And the other thing that I really see is there's a lot of this sort of mismatch when men are messaging women and the men keep talking and keep talking and keep talking. Mm -hmm. And then the woman just goes, all right, he's not gonna ask me on a date, I'm out of here. I'm not looking for a pen pal. Oh yeah. And there's two levels of communication that are happening. The first is the man keeps talking instead of saying, great, you're awesome. Friday night on you know First Street, let's go. The reason is he is looking for a signal from her that she feels comfortable enough, safe enough, to go on a date with him. Because if you, you know, if you ask on the first message, hey, you're awesome, sorry you're into scuba diving, let's go on a date and talk about it. It's like, whoa, whoa, slow down, slow down. And that pretty much kills the conversation. So if he asks too early, the conversation is dead. Mm -hmm. He's waiting, I need a signal, I need a signal that she's ready. And then on her side, she's going, it's boring, he just keeps, he won't ask me on a date. Just, again, velocity. We're going towards it. No, we're not going towards it. He's just talking and talking and I'm out. And so the two things that I say to solve that are for the man messaging in that case, ask her on a date within eight, uh, sorry, within six messages back and forth mm -hmm. or a week, whichever comes sooner. And for the woman, when you're like, this guy's interesting, but he's, is this going to be a pen pal? Like I just... I don't get it. I want to meet him or I want to stop talking. Say, you should take me on a date or I'd love to meet you in person. You don't have to literally ask him on a date because I know for a lot of women that's too much. It's too aggressive. It feels like you're taking too much of the lead. Mm -hmm. But giving him an explicit signal that you're ready is what is missing there. Because a lot of the time when I tell women that they say, oh, but, but I told him. He knows. And I say, did you explicitly say, I'm ready for a date or we should meet in person. They're like, no, I just responded warmly. I'm like, yeah, that's the problem. He can't read that. He's not seen. It's not a strong enough signal. So you send an explicit signal. We should meet. Yeah. And then the guy's going to be like, great, awesome. Friday, first street, six o'clock. Yes, and not just in the dating world, but even in relationships, that's one of the things that we work with couples uh, to help them to communicate better because even when it comes to the fantasies and the desires and the things that they want yes. to do and to expand their uh, sexual experience, um, they the assumption, people live based on assumptions. So they, I assume that you knew what I was saying. And like, no, it's just, it's just there was no communication whatsoever. Yes. I have a client uh, that I was working with actually this past week and he was saying, you know, I'm, I'm excited about this girl, but I'm not sure how she feels about me. And you know, here's all these mixed signals of like interest, not interest. And I was finally just like, okay, stop. You're getting a lot of mixed signals. I know how frustrating that is. The way to solve this is not to try and analyze it. The way to solve it is to go to her and say, Hey, here's where I'm at. Where are you at? Mm -hmm. And he was like, Oh, <laughs> and mind you, I've done that same exact conversation with probably a dozen women. So it's, it's not a gender thing. It's a communication thing. Everybody yeah. does it. Everybody thinks, oh, it's obvious what I'm trying to say. And they just, they, they just don't want to do what I want. It's like, no, be explicit. Go ask. Tell them where you're at. Whether that's, hey, you're awesome. I want to take you on a date. Or, hey, I'm not feeling like this is going long term. 
what about you? Whatever it is, just be explicit. Mm -hmm. Yes, and I love that you point out that it's not a gender thing because I feel that I'm here like I feel that that sometimes when we get into that whole gender sex uh, uh, title and identification, we try to plan and run our our dating or our relationship and so much pressure and unbalanced pressure and different levels and and just be human. Just treat everyone humanely, amazingly, uh, loving, compassionate and treat the other person like you want to be treated. Even Jesus said that. Treat the other person, treat your brother like you want to be treated, right? So yeah. it's it's not about the whole thing about dating. It's not even about gender. It's just for sex or, you know, men, you know, women. It's because everything that you share can be applied for binaries and polyamorous and then for gay and transgenders and all of them. Like, this is yeah. the basic for human beings that that communication uh, and having that, you know, courage. I will say that because it's, you know, the online world, I mean, it's like even when you go offline, it's like you have to be courageous to go for what you want and decide in life. And you have to do the freaking work. It's not going to come to you easy. It's not like you're going to put a picture of you and you're going to have like the perfect 100 million perfect candidate is going to show up right on your door and you're just going to go with your <laughs> hand and be like, pick, I just want this one for today because all of them are perfect. No, it's like, yeah, that's, that's an illusion. <laughs> yes, yes, it definitely is. Amazing. Yeah. Thank you for sharing all your amazing with them. I know that we can talk forever. And, and I really appreciate you sharing your passion, your wisdom, and your tip with us and our community. And we wish everyone really took note <laughs> and put in practice. Yeah. And I want to share real quick. Actually, wait, let me update the URL really quick. Okay, yeah. cool. So what I was saying earlier about the um, profile photos and all that, I'm just alpha releasing. So it's really like doesn't look very good yet, and but it's working. So this tool allows you to log into Tinder, and I have OkCupid and Bumble on the way. And what it'll do is analyze your photos for a bunch of the common photo mistakes that I talked about and a few others that we didn't get to mm -hmm. and tell you, okay, this photo is bad because it's you and your ex or this photo is bad because you're wearing sunglasses or whatever, all those different things. Because one of the things that I see is that everybody makes these mistakes. And so I'm giving this tool away because I really just want people to fix those mistakes. And I'll send you some tips and stuff like that too. But honestly, just go use this. And once you get your report, do it. Take down the photos that are like, no, this is bad, and put up other ones. Because I really just want to make online dating for everyone be better. You know, I'm, I'm really working on it by working with the men and women that I work with, but I want it to just be a sea change, you know, a rising tide that lifts all boats, mm. so that everybody's profile is better. And this is one of the steps that I'm taking to really make that happen. Beautiful. So, so which one is the, the website? That's tune. Yeah, tune up dot Ooh, that sounds fun. Yes, it is. <laughs>
I can put my profile in there just in case. <laughs> put your profile in there, and then I'll send you an email after you know a little bit of time because it takes some time to do the analysis. And then okay. once that's done, just go make those changes. Oh, so you're the one making the analysis and all that stuff. So this is actually analysis that I've built, but it's actually an artificial intelligence doing this. Ooh. Yeah. I've been Yummy. working on this for almost a year, getting it working, and it's still very, uh, shall we say, not pretty. So please be gentle with looking at the visuals. But the functionality is there, and the visuals are coming soon. I'm working with the designer uh, to make uh, it look good. You put version 1.0 there. That's what really matters, you know? Exactly. That's, That's why I'm sharing it. This is one of the first times I've mentioned it in public. So I really wanted to give something to your audience to say, thank you for listening. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you. So besides tune-up, dot uh, make dating online fun.com make online dating fun.com <laughs> yeah that one <laughs> okay. um so your regular website is is make online dating fun.com and by the way if anybody listening is like okay i'm really ready to invest in like getting what i want in online dating go to make online dating fun.com slash lucia and I am giving away five or what's left right now, um, hour long phone calls with me. And it's basically, we're gonna talk about what your dating is like now, what it is that you really want to deeply, not just, oh, I want a partner. And then what's in the way? And if mm -hmm. that's all a fit, I'll tell you about the programs that I offer and how I can help you. And those calls are free, I gift those, because I just love helping people. So again, if you're just online dating, go to tuneup.makeonlinedatingfun.com. And if you're really ready to invest in getting the dating you want, go to makeonlinedatingfun.com slash Lucia. Lucia, my name, L-U-C-I-A. Yeah, 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 L-U-C-I-A. Remember, these are evergreen products. The tune-up's gonna be up for a while, and I'm so excited to have this up. Mm, so I'm awesome. so excited. Thank you for making us be the platform that you launch it. I'm so excited to share it with our community. Me too. Thank awesome. You. Thank you for having me today. Thank you. So thank you, Greg, again. If you have a last wisdom, a word of wisdom that you would like to share with the community for, before we go. I think my last word of wisdom would be be gentler with each other, particularly during the holidays. Just give people a little bit more empathy. Mm, beautiful. Thank you. Appreciate you. Thanks. <laughs> Thank you. So, this was <clears throat> another amazing, incredible, fun episode of Lucia Gabriela TV. So, we see you all next time and have a great, fantastic day. See ya. <laughs>